welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Todd. Can y'all hear me? <clears throat> we are like clay in the hands of the potter. If you have your Bible this morning, we're going to be in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to continue our study in the Masterpiece. Okay, we're going to continue our study in that. We're going to cover this morning, we're going to talk about light and darkness. But this morning, whenever we get into Ephesians chapter 5, there are some things that Paul writes to us in the beginning of Ephesians chapter 5 that we need to pay very close attention to. Okay? There are some words that God uses in his Bible that we are to pay attention to certain words and certain phrases. Okay? Anytime we see the word therefore, you need to pay attention to that. Because there's a reason why it's therefore. Okay? There's something that's going to follow that word that you need to pay attention to. Okay? There are also other words and other phrases Know and recognize is another one that's used in the Bible. Whenever you see that phrase, know and recognize, there's a purpose for that there. Okay? Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, Paul is writing here. Okay? And he is writing and he is going to give us some things to do as children of God for us to be able to walk in the light. Because this morning we're going to talk about light and we're going to talk about darkness that's later on in the book of Ephesians, starting about verse 6, we'll get into that. But before we get into that, the first five verses of Ephesians chapter 5, we need to cover that, okay? So if you have your Bibles, open them up to Ephesians chapter 5, okay? And we're going to begin our study there, all right? But before we begin our study there, I want us to pray, okay? I want us gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank and we praise you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, your love, your kindness, and your goodness, and God, as we, di- as we dive into your word this morning, dear Lord, we pray, dear God, that you would just begin, that your Holy Spirit, God, would just begin to work in our hearts, Father. And Father, that we would, we would leave here this morning a changed person, Father. Father, we, that we would understand, Father, that you are God and that you are God alone. And God, we don't get to live life like we want to live it. God, there are certain rules that we have to follow. There are certain things that we must do, Father. And God, I pray this morning, dear Lord, that as we get into your word and that as we study your word, that God, that you just reveal to us the truth, Father, that's in our hearts, Father. God, if there's anything in our hearts, Father, that needs to be removed, God, remove it, Lord. Because, God, the most important thing, God, is that we know you as Savior and Lord and that we know that you are God. And I pray, dear God, that 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 is what we find out here this morning, dear Lord. God, I just thank you and praise you, God, for who you are and for all you do. For we ask these things in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. We're going to read the first five verses. We're going to cover, I've got us down to cover 20 verses, but we may not do that, okay? So Ephesians chapter 5, it says this. It says, therefore, all right, there's that word, therefore. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love as Christ has loved us and gave himself for us as sacrifice and fragrant offering to God. But sexual immorality or any impurity or greed shall not be heard of among you as is proper for the states. Obscene and foolish language or cruel jokes are not suitable, but rather give thanks. For know and recognize this, 
Every sexual immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Okay? So Paul here, the very first thing he tells us in the first, in the first verse of Ephesians, he says this, Be ye what? Be ye what? Imitators. Okay? Be ye imitators of God. Okay? Now, how many of you own one of these? Y'all know what this is? This is a CD. Okay? I've got it in the holder. I'm sorry. How many of you ever went and bought a CD? Okay? Now, this CD here, okay? I have a CD, okay? We go to the store, and we want to buy a CD. Now, the people that produce this CD, okay, Whenever they go to the recording studio and they record this CD, there is what they call a master copy. Okay? Now, whenever they get done making that master copy, they then produce replicas of the master copy. Okay? Now, the replicas is what you and I are allowed to buy. We are not allowed to buy the master copy. Okay? Now, the replicas, however, the, this replica CD looks like the master CD. Okay? It sounds like the master CD. It looks like the master CD. And it feels like the master CD. Okay? All right? Now, Jesus is the master. And Jesus is wanting to replicate his life into us. So that way whenever we are in the world and people see us, they see an image of the master. And the only way that happens is if Christ is in us to begin with. Okay? Jesus, Paul tells us here, you be imitators of Christ so that whenever people see you, they see God. My question this to, you, to you this morning is this. What are people seeing when they look at you? Are they seeing God? Are they seeing a master copy? Okay. Second thing he tells us in the second verse is this. He says this. He said, and walk in love. So Paul tells us to be imitators of Christ. And then he says this, walk in love. How hard is that? Okay? In order for us to imitate Christ, and in order for us to show people Jesus, we have to learn how to walk in love. Okay? And that is the second thing that Paul tells us here. You imitate Christ, and you walk in love. Okay? Now there are some things here that Paul tells us we need to stay away from. Okay? Remember, we're studying about light and darkness. If we're going to be children of the light, we can't be participating in the dark. Okay? So we're talking about light and darkness, and Paul's laid it out here in these first five verses before we get into this. Okay? So in verses 3 through 5, okay, 
Verses 3 through 5, this is where we're at now. Okay? I'm sorry, y'all give me just a second. My uh, computer wouldn't work this morning. Hey, what do you know? Okay? My, 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 my printer wouldn't work, so I'm having to do this on my computer. Y'all pray that that computer stays charged, because I don't know how long and how good that battery is, but we're fixing to find out. Okay? All right? Verse 3, Paul says this, But sexual immorality or any impurity or any greed shall not be heard of among you as is proper for the saints. Obscene from foolish talking and crude joking are not suitable, but rather give thanks. Okay? So Paul here is saying, hey, there are certain things you don't talk about and there are certain things you don't do. Okay? All right? Paul tells us that. All right? And then he says in verse 4, he says this, but rather what? Give thanks. Okay? I want to ask you a question this morning. When was the last time you gave thanks? When was the last time that you gave thanks to God for all He's done and for all He's doing in your life? Okay? It's very easy for us to get caught up in the things of this world. It's very easy for us to get caught up on stuff and go around and gossip. It's very easy for us to go around and talk bad about other people. It's very easy for us to go around and tell cruel jokes. But when was the last time we found ourselves and our little place with God alone. And we were raising our hands and thanking Him. Okay? Verse 5, Paul writes this. Okay? Verse 5, he says this. He said, For know and recognize. Okay? Every sexual immorale or impure or greedy person or a person who is an adulterer does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. I want to explain something to you right now, y'all. Contrary to worldly belief, not everybody goes to heaven. Can I be honest with you? Okay? In the world today, everybody, that, everybody in the world today is a Christian, and everybody in the world today goes to heaven whenever they die. But y'all, it ain't like that. Paul makes it very clear. Not only does he make it very clear, he says for you to know and to recognize this. Okay? To know and to recognize this. Okay? All right. So let's continue. Now we're going to pick up in verse 6. Light and darkness. Okay? If we're going to be children of the light, we cannot continue to walk in darkness. That does not work. Okay? You are either in the light or you are either in the dark. All right? Now... For illustration purposes only. Okay? Mr. Aubrey and Mr. Steve. Okay. Some of y'all are going to enjoy this. 
How many of you this morning brought your cell phones? And who has their cell phones? If you have your cell phones, get it out. Okay? Because this is for illustration purposes only. Okay? Now, how many of you have a flashlight on your cell phone? If you have a flashlight on your cell phone, turn it on. Okay? If you have a flashlight on your cell phone, turn it on. All right? Once you find it. Okay. Now, Aubrey and Steve, cut the lights out in the auditorium. Okay? Now, are they all out? Just about. Okay. Now, put your phone in the air. No, don't do that. Okay. All right. Sorry. I got, I got sidetracked there, y'all, just for a minute. All right. All right. Okay. Now, what, what I want you to realize is, is this, y'all. Hold your phone up. Okay? That's children of the light right there. That's what we are to be. Before we get into this lesson, this is who we are to be. The question is this. Are you this today? Are you this today? Are you, are you, are you claiming to be a Christian, but yet whenever people... Whenever people look at you, do they see the light? Or do they not see your light? Turn the lights back on, y'all. And y'all can turn your your lights off. Whenever people look at you today, what do they see and who do they see? Okay? Verse 6 is where we're going to pick up here. All right. It says, let no one deceive you with empty arguments for the wrath of God is coming on the disobedient because of these. Therefore, do not become their partners. For you were once in darkness and now you are in light. In the light of the Lord, live as children of light. Okay. God says right there very plainly. Okay. Live as children of light. In the light. Okay? Do not let anyone deceive you. Let me ask you a question. Are you being deceived today? Are you being deceived in any way today in your walk with God? Okay? Very easy for us to get that way as Christians. And I want you to read something in verse 6. Okay? Verse 6 says this. God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Huh. It didn't say God's wrath was coming on those that wasn't saved. Hello, church. It says God's wrath is coming to those... Who are disobedient. We need to be very, very careful as Christians that we don't get so caught up in the disobedience that we're being deceived. 
Okay? God's wrath is, is coming on the disobedient. As I look at the world today, and we just got through the study in the book of what, Gary? First and Second Kings, right? In the book of First and Second Kings, God's chosen people, Israel, God was having to bring some wrath upon them. For what reason? You remember? Disobedience. Okay? You know what you want to know what they were doing? They were serving other gods. What's happening today in America? Okay? They were living like they wanted to live. What's happening today in America? Okay? All right? And they were being punished because of their disobedience. Okay? All right? God says right there, so live at, in, verse, in verse 7. He says, therefore, do not become partners with them. In other words, stay away from those people. Okay? If you know somebody who's not a Christian, and they very, pro, pro, and they very much denounce Christ, God says, stay away from them. Don't become partners with them. Okay? Now, are you to love them? Yes. Are you to show them the love of God? Yes. Are you to help them out in situations? That's, that's that you need to pray to God about. Okay? All right? Okay? It says for, for, verse 8 says, For you were once in darkness, but now you're in light, in the light of love. Love as children of the light. Okay? And in verse, verse 9 through verse 10 says this, For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, Testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Okay? So Paul right there writes that the good is going to produce this. Okay? If you're with Christ, if you're walking with Christ, your fruits is going to produce good. Okay? But if you're not walking with Christ, you're going to know it too because your fruits ain't going to produce what they should. Okay? Verse 10, he says this, Test and see what is pleasing to the Lord. Okay? Gary, can I pick on you for a minute? Just for a minute. I ain't going to pick on you much. Okay? Let me ask you this. How do you know what pleases Pam? Yeah. How did you have to find out how to please Pam? What, what pleases her? Okay? And how did you find that out? How did you find out the things that she enjoyed. Spending time with her, right? You had to get to know her, correct? Now let me, let me explain something to y'all. There is 168 hours in a week. Okay? 168 hours are in seven days. Okay? We spend one hour... In this church on Sunday mornings. How well do you think we're going to know God or get to know God if all we spend with Him is one hour? I guarantee you, Gary didn't spend 
one hour with Pam to get to know that stuff. Pam was probably to the point where she's ready to ship him to China at times. Okay? Because I know my wife was. All right? Whenever I wanted to get to know my wife, I wanted to be, be around my wife all the time, y'all. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be where Mindy was at. And I didn't care where it was. I wanted to be where Mindy was at. And the way I got to know what pleases my wife and the way I got to know what my wife enjoys is I had to spend time with her. My one hour a week with her probably wouldn't have worked. In fact, I know it wouldn't have worked. But we, as believers of Christ, have somehow or another have been deceived in the thinking, come to church one hour a week and you're okay. Hmm. Really? Are we okay? But that's what, we, that's what we've been deceived into thinking. Paul wrote right there in verse 6, don't be deceived. But yet we have been. And we think it's okay. All right? In order for me to know what pleases my wife, in order for me to know what what she likes, I have to spend time with her. Okay? You, in order to know what pleases God, have to spend time with God. Okay? Now you ask me, well, is that in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night? Whenever, whenever you can get along with God, that's when it is. Okay? It doesn't matter if it's in the morning. Ooh, doesn't matter if it's in the morning. Doesn't matter if it's in the afternoon. Doesn't matter if it's at night. What matters is that you take that time to get to know Jesus. Okay? I can promise you this. I can promise you this. And I, I'm just going to confess right now, y'all. There are times that I don't get up and go to God. Can I just be honest with you? I don't do that every day. And you want to know what gets me is? At the end of the day, whenever I'm going to bed, God comes to me and says, Man, I missed you today. I missed you today. I was there, Todd. I was at that place where you get up in the morning and you go to every morning and you sit at that table. I was there. I was right across from you in the chair. You never came. You never came. And is that what we're missing? Is that what we miss? I wonder how many times God has told me that over and over and over in my mind as I go to bed at night without spending time with Him. I was there. I was ready. I was waiting. I was going to talk to you today. I was going to spend time with you today. And you never showed 
How often have we missed that? Verse 11 through verses 14 real quick. It says, test, it says this, it says, Don't partake in fruitless works or dark, or of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made visible. For what makes everything visible in light, therefore it is said, Get up, sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I'm just going to be very, I'm just going to put this in one sentence. Everything you do in the dark will come out in the light. Okay? Everything you try to hide, God's going to reveal. All right? And it's not pleasing. Can I just be honest with you? Okay? Verses 15 through verses 19 say this. Pay close attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise making the most of them, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, or be fi- and, be fi- and be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another with hymns and songs and spiritual songs, and making music with your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Okay? What Paul is saying there at the end is, man, get together with one another and enjoy one another. What Paul is saying is, have church. Okay? So many of us today, too many of us today, we have this ideal in our head that, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to be there. Okay. Let me explain something to you. All right. I'm going to give you a little illustration here. How many of you here today are going to leave church and go get in your car and drive somewhere? Okay. Now, whenever you get in your car and you drive somewhere, your gas is going to start being used, correct? So your tank is going to start being depleted okay and it doesn't matter how far you drive it's still being depleted okay now you come to church you have a spiritual tank your spiritual tank Gets filled up while you're at church. Okay? So your spiritual tank's filled up while, while you're at church. You leave church and you go home and you start experiencing this thing called life. And as you begin to experience this thing called life, guess what happens to your spiritual tank? It begins to deplete. Okay? The only way to fill up your car with gas is to do what? Go to the gas station and put gas in your car. Now, 
How's the only way you're going to refill your spiritual tank? Spending time with God, coming to church, is how you're going to refill your spiritual tank. And if we're not doing either one of those, then how is it working? Okay? All right. My friends, we are either children of the light or we're children of darkness. There is no mix. Okay? I don't know how many of you noticed it a while ago, but whenever we had the lights out and our flashlights on, was there any gray? It was either a light or it was either dark. And that's the way it is, y'all. There is no gray. Okay? Contrary to belief, there is no gray. All right? My wife tells me this a lot. You're either black or white. You don't have a gray area on you. And I, and I know I don't, but, you know, drives her crazy at times. But that's the way it is with God. Okay? We are either black or we're either in the light or we're either in the dark. It's the way it is. Okay? All right? Now, there is some good news in all this. Okay? It's all good news, but there's even better news in all this. If you are a person of the dark, you can become a child of the light. Okay? And how that's done is through accepting Christ as your personal Savior. It's done through a thing called repentance. Okay? And repentance is this. Repentance is changing your direction that you're going. Too many times we think of repentance as this. Oh, I messed up. Dear Lord, please forgive me, dear God. God, help me, Lord. Amen. Oh, I did the same sin. Dear Lord, please forgive me, God. And that's repentance. That's not repentance. Repentance involves a change in direction. Okay? How many of you have ever been on the highway and you went the wrong direction? Yeah, here we go. All right? So whenever you're on the highway and you realize you went the wrong direction, what's the first thing you need to do? The first thing you need to do is you need to find you an exit point, correct? You need to find the nearest exit that you can get off. Okay? So as we're traveling down this road called life, and we realize that we're not walking with God, and God is beginning to convict us, and the Holy Spirit is beginning to say, you need to come to me because you don't know me. You're being deceived, and you don't know me. As we begin to go down this road, we begin to, God begins to work on us, and we begin to realize, I need a need for a Savior. We take the exit. Okay? Now, whenever we take that exit... We're admitting that we went the wrong direction, okay? Because whenever you're driving and you went the wrong direction, you're 20 miles out of the way, you take the exit. That's the first thing you're going to do. That's your first thing in admitting that you've been going the wrong direction, okay? So you take the exit, okay? Now, after I take that exit, there's a way that I have to get from going the wrong direction to the right direction, and that's called a crossover, Okay? 
So if you notice while you're driving down the road, if you take the wrong thing, if, you, if you're going the wrong direction and you take the exit, you then are going to go over what they call a U-turn or a crossover. Okay? Now the U-turn or the crossover is God's grace. Okay? That's what allows you to get back on the right road to where you can be going the right direction. God's grace is this. He came and died for your sins. So that way you and I may have eternal life. Okay? The thing that separates us from God is our sin. Okay? Our sin is what separates us from God. Okay? And if you sit here and if you tell me, well, I don't sin. Uh, hello. I'm going to prove to you just now you do. Because right there in verse 6, it's, it, whenever, whenever Paul was talking back here in verse 5, he said this. Up here in verse 3, he says, Sexual immorality or any impure, any impure or greed. Okay? Romans 3.23 tells us, For we all sin and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not a person in here who hasn't sinned. Okay? There's not one. All right. So as we make our as as we're going down our road and we make our exit and we make our crossover, okay, we crossed over. Now we've got to get on the road that's going to lead us back to where we got to go. Okay? And that road's called restoration. Okay? So what you have is, you have, your you have your recognition of sin and knowing that you need a need for a Savior. Then you have Christ who came and died on the cross for us, which that bridged the gap and allows us to be able to go across the road to get on the road to restoration to where we are now a child of God. And the only way that happens is for you to surrender your life to Christ. That's the only way that happens. Okay? You can't live a perfect life. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. One person had to live the perfect life, and that was Jesus. And that ain't you and me. I can promise you that. Okay? Then once we're on this road to restoration, okay? Yeah, we may be 20 miles out of the way. We may be disappointed because we're so far out of the way. But you know what? We're on the road to where God wants us to be. And that's what matters. Can I tell you a final thing here? Have you ever noticed that on the journeys you take, the road going home always seems shorter than the road going there? You ever notice that? You go a place, and it seems like, man, it's taking me forever to get to Dallas. But whenever you come home from Dallas, you'll be like, man, I'm already here. And you know what? The distance is the same. There is no change. The difference is you're coming home to a God that loves you. That's the difference. You're coming home to a God that loves you. And all he's waiting to do, y'all, he's sitting there waiting. He's saying, man, missed you. 
My question for you this morning is this. Are you meeting God with open arms every week? Or are you embracing Him and are you holding Him tight? Are you the one like me? There's so many times just sitting at the chair. God is sitting in His chair and He's waiting. And I never made time for Him to come and to sit with Him. That's my question. Are you children of the light? Are you children of the dark? Are you going to walk in the light? Or are you going to walk in the dark? Gary, I want you to come up and play this morning. Gary comes up. And as Gary begins to play, we're going to have an invitation. The altar is open. Okay? This altar is open for you to come up and for you to pray. If you don't want to come up to this altar and pray, Greg is standing in the back if you want to pray with Greg. Okay? I'm going to ask Becky to come up and stand here in a minute whenever we start. And if you ladies would like a lady to, to pray with, Becky is going to be here to pray for you, to pray with you. Okay? But to this morning, maybe you realize that your walk with God isn't what it should be. Can I be honest with you? This week I realized that. Okay? This week I realized that. All right? Maybe you need to come up here this morning and just get on your knees before God and just, just say, God, I'm sorry. Maybe you're here this morning and you want to join the church and become part of this church. We'd love to have you serve. I can tell you right now, I am not the perfect person and neither is Richard. You can ask the church members, they'll tell you. Okay? But we serve a perfect God. We serve a God that loves us. And you know what? We're going to get through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen. We are. Okay? So this morning you stand and as Gary begins to play. Respond as you feel led. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.